another episode of NBA Geekly, presented to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and joining me in just a little bit will be Joel Jimenez, and we might even have uh, a little side appearance uh, from Jawan. Um, and in fact, it looks like here he is. What up, though? What's going on? All right, so we got Jawan on right now. I, I guess, are we going to flip back and forth between you and Joel, or is it going to be you? No, it's me and Joel here. All right, cool, cool. Um, all right, so uh, y'all just got done seeing Knives Out. Uh, what, what's your, uh, what's your uh, brief thoughts on that? Well, Ryan Johnson did an amazing, amazing, amazing job. Uh, me and Joel were kind of saying the, the best thing that he did about it uh, was with the writing, was that at every turn where you thought maybe you knew something, he went the other way. Um, everything that Nick, me and you said when we first saw the trailer, um, that a whodunit movie needed, Ryan Johnson made sure he had in this movie. And um, I, I don't have anything bad to say about it, um, besides the fact that maybe he should do more. <laughs> Which, is not bad. Which is not a bad thing. I'm sorry. Not a bad thing. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the deer is really good at misdirection. Um, just, you know, you, you just you got to be careful when you're misdirecting Star Wars fans. <laughs> like, that's yeah. that's uh, trepidation water. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they like... Star Wars is it's a weird thing cuz people like uh you know it, it's, it's right. I think it's so intertwined with childhood um for so yeah, many right. fans and it's like they like um they like uh like reliability they they want to be a little surprised but not not overly surprised you know right. um yeah. so when you know when he just was like oh. basically oh. I, I'm gonna surprise the fuck out of all of y'all like everybody was or at least, you know, I mean, everybody was surprised, uh, about half of us in a, a, a pleasantly surprised way, and the other half of us in a, what the fuck you ruining my childhood with? <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I, I will say the misdirection here was um was so good. After the movie, me and Joel were like, we definitely thought he was going left, and he definitely went right, <laughs> <laughs> which is not a bad thing at all. We didn't have any issues with the Last Jedi, nor did we with Knives Out. So yeah. huge problem, right. Ryan. Yeah, well, I am one uh, of them. Yeah, I look forward to it. I, I hope it's still around come Christmas because that seems like a I good still, like Christmas movie to go see. It, it um, should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would hope. So. I would think so. Like, yeah, hopefully, it'll have the, the legs enough to last a month. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, my mom and I go see a movie uh, every Christmas, and like oh it's a really hit or miss thing because like a lot of times it's like a lot of the Oscar bait movies that are in theaters around then, um, and of course like Star Wars, but my mom doesn't like Star Wars, so like I, and I've, I will mm-hmm. have already seen it at least once by Christmas, um, so we you know we try to find something. Um, but, like, you know, there, there was, like, one year where we went and watched The Theory of Everything, which is about Stephen Hawking. Fucking great movie. It's not exactly like a movie you want to watch on Christmas. <laughs> like, it's it's, um, it's, a, it's a lot of shit going down in that movie. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that, that, that sounds like it would be a good, like, just fun movie to, like, sit back and enjoy for Christmas. I would have to agree. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I did want to say really quickly, um, AMC, we, we kind of see what you're doing. Uh, the, the trailer for Bombshell, 
with uh, mm-hmm. Margot Robbie, Charlize Theron, and um, Nicole Kidman. Uh, Damn. They kept, they kept playing the trailer. Um, <laughs> and we kind of just want to say, like, we get it. <laughs> it's coming out. We, we get the movie coming out, and you're really strong mm-hmm. on it. But um, I brought it up to say, Nick, if Knives Out isn't, in, uh, isn't still in theaters, Bombshell seems like a movie that um is a bombshell. An Oscar pick that uh that yeah. you would you would definitely be interested in. Word. Yeah, it's crazy. I like that cast. That's a fucking crazy yeah. cast. Yeah. So, That's an insane um, cast. Yeah. Pretty decent uh, trailer too. Yeah. Word. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. All right, fellas, let's get into it. I want to start off because the last couple shows we've done, we we've had so much news and we got a lot you know to cover today. We have like two weeks worth that I've tried to condense down um but i did want to like just open it up and talk about some actual fucking games <laughs> um because so often when we do this show we don't get to talk about games enough um so i'm just going to throw it around and let each each of us pick a, a game of the week just a game we watched that we really enjoyed um so uh I, who wants to start juan joel I mean, I haven't really watched the whole game all week. I've been unless it's a Nick game, which I um I've just been paying attention to the box score for the most part, you know, like and wins and losses, but like not actual game. <laughs> um, no, I, I've seen a few games. Uh, I saw the Trailblazers and the Bulls. Um, you know, shout out to Melo. Um, I also saw the Milo, I saw the um the Mavericks and the Clippers the other night. I saw some of that. That was that was that was not a good look for Luca. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um, that's actually a game where you cement that you belong in the MVP race mm-hmm. and just kind of didn't really put a stamp on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are the games notably, and also I think Lakers Spurs is what I, I caught also. Um, so, I mean, I'd say those were my games of the week, uh, the ones that stood out to me the most. Um, LeBron is on a mission. And, and I'll say this, LeBron is doing what everyone said he should have been doing, like, his whole career, which is being selfish offensively. Mm-hmm. But the one person who has to just be, like, sitting back, like, what the fuck, man? Like, what do we discuss? Has to be Anthony Davis. Because I'm pretty sure he not only wanted Defensive Player of the Year, pretty sure Anthony Davis wanted MVP conversation. <laughs> but that's never going to happen this year. <laughs> like, it's, nope. it's, it's impossible. Um, it's always hard with LeBron. Well, he's not the oh, most oh, valuable player on his own team. That's the thing. Right, that's right. Problem. With LeBron. That's right, exactly but right. I think – I think what AD was hoping was that this would be the year LeBron averaged like 20 assists in like 15 points, <laughs> not 20-something points. <laughs> so I think AD is, is a little bothered by that, um, which is great um, for us Nick fans. Great. Like, be, be frustrated, AD. Um, but no, th- those I'd say would be the games that stuck out to me the most um, uh, this, this past week. Word. Well, I've got a couple um, nominations myself, and they actually all came on Saturday. Um, so I was kind of able to this. How many games? Uh, yeah. There was a ton of games on Saturday, but I got three in mind. Um, I want to uh, 
first start off with the Hawks Raptors. That game was fucking awesome. Uh, Raptors yeah. ended up winning it by three. Um, but uh, Trey has like really fucking like been overshadowed by what Luca's been doing, and rightfully so. I mean, Luca's been fucking mm-hmm. killing it. Um, but but Trey has been fucking killing it too. Um, and he looked fucking great in this game. And shout out to my guy, DeAndre Hunter, man. Um, in his last, like, three or four games, he's just been fucking killing it. Uh, he kept the Hawks in the game late just by hitting, like, some really fucking big three threes down the stretch of that game. Um, and, and basically, uh, you know, made it so that the Hawks, had a chance at the end with a buzzer beater that unfortunately didn't go in. Um, but man, this kid is, is really starting to kind of come into his own. Um, I think his defense is a little overrated by the average fan who doesn't watch him play night in night out. Um, but I see all of the aspects of like, uh, of a good defender. If he can just put it all together and the coaching staff can help him do that. Um, He's going to be really fucking good. I don't know how good. It's so hard to project things uh, of that nature. Like, I mean, there's there's just such a wide berth of what he could be. I mean, you could be looking – I would say at minimum you're looking at an Otto Porter Jr. Um, level of player. And, you know, I, anything between that and I wouldn't go as far up to a Kawhi Leonard, but, like, you know, so that is, and what I'm getting at is it's just such a wide berth of what he could become. Um, but I totally get why uh, the Hawks gave up so much to move up uh, to get him at number four in this past year's draft. He's looked really fucking impressive the last couple games. So uh, shout out to Hunter. Um, also, I don't know how I teed you up for this one and you didn't fucking just knock it out of the park. Your guy, Zach Levine fucking leading the Bulls back against the fucking Hornets, Reggie fucking Miller style. My apologies, uh, Joel. Um, and like, dude, just <laughs> sorry, man. I, I mean to do it to you. Um, like I literally thought about it as it was coming out of my mouth. <laughs> but uh, dude, like Levine just going fucking crazy, uh, tying Steph's record for most threes in a game. Um uh, obviously, Clay has the overall record, uh, but uh, he's now tied for second place with Steph. Um, and, like, 13 threes, uh, just ridiculous. I think he was 13 of, like, 17, so I only missed, like, four, maybe five. Uh, just fucking great play. And this, after getting benched uh, for essentially not playing defense, um, which is, a, you know, a big criticism uh, that, that kind of gets levied um, towards Zach Levine. Um, but like offensively, this dude, uh, is, 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 you know, as good as anybody in the league can, can, uh, you know, stack up with anybody in the league on that side of the ball. And dude, it was fucking crazy. The little fucking, um, steal that they got at the end. And he just kind of runs back behind the Mm -hmm. line and just chucks it up. And I was just like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, well, that's going in. Um, and sure enough, it did. It was fucking gnarly. What What are your thoughts on your guy, uh, Juwan? Well, I feel as I don't have to defend Levine. His game speaks for itself. But I didn't bring it up because <laughs> I was a little disappointed it took that much to beat the Hornets. 
Um, so that's why I, it just hey, man, didn't stand out to me. He, uh, decent this year. Yeah. Devontae Grant. Crazy thing is, motherfucker. Crazy thing is, I was. Yeah. I, I, let me preface this. Him. I was. I was dead Hawks wrong Hawks when I said uh, this. From 2016, Hawks trading away players that are really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. I was um. I, I was dead wrong when I said this, but I did say before the season started the Hornets were going to make the playoffs. Um, so them looking anywhere remotely close to good, I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't actually make the playoffs. That, that's the Knicks spot. Um, but no, the the game itself to me, I just felt was incredibly sloppy. Um, so it just wasn't that good of a game to me until it got um, to late in the fourth. Uh, but like I said, it, the fact that it took all that to beat the Hornets, I'm very disappointed in the Chicago Bulls. Um, <laughs> not really been good, though. No, they haven't. They haven't. But um, I also blame Markin, and He struggled a lot. But um, Levine, Levine yeah. can score. He can score the ball. He can shoot. Um, but this is everything that I told you guys. This is why I love seeing Levine. Um, he definitely seemed like he was just going to be one of those um, flash-in-the-pan dunking kind of guys. And then he just he's learned to develop his game offensively. Yeah. Let me make sure I put that in there. Offensively. Um, to really turn himself into somebody that the Bulls can rely on. Um, now, whether he can do it all year, enough to get them into the playoffs, we shall see. But the game itself, like I said, very sloppy. This is a really sloppy game on, on both sides. Sure, yeah. But, I mean, you're talking about two less than stellar teams. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's somewhat to be expected. Um, but, nevertheless, like, Bulls were able to pull it out. I was I – was, uh, I was impressed, you know, just in the in the very least that they didn't give up, you know, at the end of that game. That's the kind of game that a lot of players just are like, all right, well, we're taking this L. Um, and Zach Levine was like, no, we're not. <laughs> and, like, it was just uh, – it, it was pretty cool. Like, I, I – I, um, you know, I've been, I've been somewhat of a critic on this show uh, of Levine. Um, but, I, you know, I think it's important you got to put the right pieces around. And that's why, you know, Juwan, when we were talking in the offseason, not exactly sure what the Pelicans wanted out of the whole Anthony Davis package. I was like, dude, if the Bulls can get in there and get fucking Lonzo with the number seven pick, like somehow managed yeah. to make that work. Because, um, dude, Lonzo is like the perfect kind of player to put next to Zach Levine. Um, but uh, they unfortunately – we're not able to do that. Uh, Kobe White looks really good, but I don't think he's necessarily the the perfect fit with Levine. So it still leaves um, something to be desired. Uh, I four like point guard. They play all four point guards, Nick. They play all four point guards <laughs> yeah. at the same time sometimes. Nick. That's fucking stupid. You deserve to it's, lose. It's it's Joel's. Old school Dallas Maverick complaint. Um, it, it always rears its head <laughs> at some point. Um, yeah, and and you know I like Sadoransky. Um, it, it, it's just I like it, him a lot. It's like every time I every time I watch him, I'm like, why is this guy not getting minutes? And it's just you know it, it happened in Washington. Now it's happening in Chicago, and I'm just like, what am I not seeing that it, other like coaching staffs are seeing that that they don't play him. I don't get it. I'd like, I don't like I, whatever it is. I ain't seeing it. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe just, you know, Washington had like a shitty coaching staff and maybe Jim Boylan just sucks. I don't know. Um, but uh, that is very possible. But, 
We're not ruling it, it out. Yeah, it, 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 it's <laughs> a theory. Uh, <laughs> we're 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 constructing it. Um, but all right, uh, one last game. Uh, I got I got to give a shout out because um, they've been they've been struggling as of late, up and down throughout the season. But the Sixers straight <laughs> demoralized the fucking Miami Heat. It was fucking beautiful, man. I was just sitting watching that, like, yes, like it. It just it felt so good uh, to see Jimmy Butler go back to Philly, get booed every time he touched the fucking ball. There was literally um, there is a Sixers fan who flew all the way uh, from either Australia or New Zealand. Uh, fucking Aussies are going to be so pissed that I, I'm comparing the two, but it is what it is. I don't remember. It was somewhere over there. Um, he flew all the way wow. over there to, to get courtside tickets just so he could fucking yell and chastise Jimmy Butler. Um, and he was just shouting at him, all you want to do is win, Jimmy. All you want to do is win. And it was uh, fucking great. Like, like, fuck you, Jimmy Butler. All you want to do is not win. Like, mm. And, hey, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Like, I get it. Like, what, where would I rather live, Philly or Miami? Like, if I could pick, I'd probably pick Miami. Um, like fucking great weather. You don't have to worry about fucking snow or ice or anything like, um, you know, and, and of course the NBA season through the heart of winter. Uh, so like, you know, I get it, but like, it, it's kind of obvious that the, the whole notion of all he wants to do is win. It's just, you know, it's not entirely fucking truthful. Um, cause if that were the case, then he'd still be in Philadelphia. Um, but nevertheless, uh, Philly uh, gave him and the Miami Heat that fucking awesome, awesome L, uh, and I, I was very happy. I was very, very fucking pleased. Again, like uh, with the way the season's gone, especially you know after you know the, the first five games uh, for the Sixers, uh, you know they kind of needed that one. That was that was that was a big win. Uh, definitely needed that. Um, and uh, and then we you know get right back to it with uh, Toronto and and Joel Embiid fucking putting up a goddamn goose egg against Mark Gasol. Mark Gasol. Um, but hey, happy thoughts. Uh, the 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 Heat route uh, was really good. Uh, anything y'all want to add before we move on to the news? Yeah, I, I drafted Joel Embiid, so there's no happy thoughts for that goose egg that he laid. Um, <laughs> it's very frustrating. Very frustrating. I needed that. Um, so yeah, that that really sucked. But um, no, I, I'm still I've still been impressed with Miami this year. I'm still holding out for Spolstra for Coach of the Year, um, even though Nick in um, Toronto is making a very 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 good case for himself. Um, but yeah, I mean that that was a whooping. It, it was. And my biggest issue with Jimmy this year has been the best ability is availability, and he has not been available a lot this season so far. Um, yeah, so hopefully for Miami. Because he's sick. Like yeah, he yeah. That illness, you know. Like, so hopefully, uh, hopefully for Miami. Sake, win, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, listen, I'm with you. So hopefully for Miami's sake, he can uh, get better and play more games because Miami's going to drastically drop. Um, if you're talking about Jimmy not playing a lot of these games um, for stuff like illnesses and stuff like that. It's like, I need to know what the illness is. 
like, you know, I'm not even a Miami <laughs> fan, but I'm like, if he's not playing, I need to know that it's something like if he hits that court, he can put himself at risk or something. Because if not, you're paying him way too much money for him to be missing all these games this early in the season. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of, somewhat indifferent to the whole load management thing and Jimmy Butler's like the perfect kind of candidate for it. Someone who's always kind of a little banged up, you know. Um but uh but nevertheless, like it has been a lot, you know, thus far this season. Um and uh and and it hasn't really like I mean I get it like with the birth of his of his child at the beginning of the year. Um like that's an important thing. But like most players miss the actual day their child is born. They don't take off a week because their child is born because they're getting paid thirty million fucking dollars for eight months yeah. out of the year to play basketball. You know. <laughs> so <clears throat> anyway, um, yeah, uh, Jimmy Butler, interesting guy. Uh, by, by the way, shout out to Josh Richardson too, who like he got the revenge game. Uh, in the, in that one, I think he he scored like thirty plus points in that game, and was just fucking killing it, like dropping threes and fucking Ding up and everything. Um, it was good to see him uh, get that opportunity to to kind of go out and and be like, all right, yeah, y'all wanted to fucking trade me, well, fucking look at this shit. Uh, so that was that was uh, certainly um, certainly kind of a, a cool little moment. Um, all right, let's move on to a few little topics. Um, we got to talk about Luca. I don't want to talk about Luca, but we got to talk about Luca. Um, Luca has been, yeah. I mean, he's my guy. It's just, it, it, it's just, dude. I was literally like, what this? Maybe it was sometime last week or earlier this week. I can't exactly remember when it was, but there was just like a day, just one day. It, it was, it didn't linger, but there was like one day where I was just like. I just I was sad like all day. It was like just in the back of my head, like fuck, we could have had this guy. Like we traded him. Like um, yeah. it's gonna haunt me. <laughs> you literally yeah. had him. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you guys know. I mean, y'all were there when it I happened. Remember. Um, I was there. But <laughs> I played by play that whole that whole moment. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like nevertheless, I was like. I was just sitting there thinking about it, and I was just like, because, you know, like, at the tail end of last year, you know, Trey comes on, Luca falls off at the end of the season, and um, and pretty, like, in, in, like, very stark contrast. Like, Trey was balling at the end of the season, and Luca just looked like shit uh, at the end of last season. Um, and, you know, so you, as, as a fan, you know, you start talking yourself into it, and you're like, oh, well, fuck, maybe – I mean, maybe the, the 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 talent disparity isn't as much as I thought it was at you know um, it, during the draft and even at the earlier part of the season and you know you start saying well you know I don't know how good Luca would fit with John Collins anyway whereas you know I see Trey fits with him so well and it's just like at the end of the day you know uh, you know you you just take a step back and you're like yeah I still shouldn't have made that trade but we did it is what it is yeah I, uh, hopefully. I, Hopefully Cam uh, can become a really good player and be the extra piece in that deal that ends up balancing it out. Um, Juwan, you had something? No, I was just going to say, I I look at these two and how Atlanta fans should look at it is, um, I think this is the closest we've been to 03, 
to when LeBron and Melo uh, got drafted to where you sure. look at them and you're like, they're both great talents. But then you look at one and you're like, one's clearly the LeBron out of the group. Um, and right. then the other one yeah. is clearly the mellow out of the group. And I don't see anything wrong with that. If Trey Young goes down as one of the greatest scorers of all time, that's not bad. But they will hold it against you when they look on the other side of that draft and go, Luke is one of the top ten best players ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. um, that, that, of course, will be the only black eye of, of, you know, you guys making that trade between the two players. But I don't think Atlanta got, got a raw side of the deal. You got one of the greatest, potentially one of the greatest scorers ever. Yeah, remember, now, two other teams passed on him before you traded him away. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, and, you know, those those uh, particular situations are not looking, um, you know, not, not looking better. great either. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's these are all positive things, um, but it's still, um, it, you know, it's still something – uh, that's always going to be there. I mean, really what it boils down to for me is like, like no matter how it all fits together, how it all works, um, the Hawks need to win a championship. If they don't win a championship, it'll always be, if if they win a championship, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter how much better Luca is than Trey, because you know, what's the, what's the ultimate goal here? Um, it's not to have the, you know, the best player, um, in the league, it's to fucking win. It's to win the fucking uh, Larry O'Brien Trophy. So, um, so you know, at the end of the day, that's that's what's gonna you know be the factor. And if they don't, if they don't manage to to do it, then then that's when you're gonna always have people look back and really criticize the deal. Um, so you know, it, it's up to the guys that we got to fucking grow and develop and become contenders and hopefully eventually. Uh, win it all. But anyway, we don't need to relitigate this. Um, uh, it, it only serves to uh, frustrate me. Um, so, uh, but we do need to talk about Luca because the kid's been fucking ridiculous. Um, he did have kind of a, his first little blip uh, last night against the Clippers. Um, but, like, I do think it's important to remember that, <laughs> you know, Kawhi Leonard is probably the best defender in the league, uh, at the very least the best perimeter defender in the league. Um, and Paul George is the second best perimeter defender in the league. So they were just throwing each of those guys at him all night. Like it's, it's not, I don't think you can be too tough on, on the kid, uh, for having, having, you know, a, um, a less than stellar game. He was still getting to the line a lot. Um, the way he's able to create contact uh, is very, very impressive. Um, his passing is just like that was kind of the big thing uh, that like was so impressive with Trey and continues to be really impressive with Trey um, was just the passing. I didn't realize I knew Luca was like a really good fucking passer, and I knew he had great vision, and he's obviously got height, um, but like. This season, he's just taken that to like a new level. Like, um, with with the 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 way that he sees the floor has just improved so much from last year to this year. Um, and he's big. He's six foot eight. He can get in there and fucking body and rebound. Um, he's got a shit ton of triple doubles. Um, which I do. I will say I do think it's funny because it was like. You know, we were all excited when Russ was, like, averaging a triple-double three years ago. 
and then he's done it like two years since. And so everybody's kind of cooled on triple doubles. You know, it's all of a sudden it's like, ah, yeah, triple doubles aren't that big of a thing. Russ is just stat padding. And now Luca's doing it, and everybody's high on triple doubles again. And it's like Russ never stopped doing it. <laughs> like, uh, but I guess you know, um, it becomes it becomes commonplace uh, for Russ. Um, whereas you know everybody's looking for the the fresh new thing, if you will. Um, but no, nah, I mean the kids look fucking great. Uh, I will say this though. I said this uh, in the off season. I said this even last season when um, the Mavs traded for Kristaps. I don't like the fit. <laughs> I don't like the fit of him and Kristaps particularly. Um, I don't like a lot of the signings that they made. Uh, I, if you watch any number of Mavs games this season, there's you know th- there's enough NBA players on that team. Um, to where you know they're they're playing good basketball, but like they have such an obvious ceiling right now that is not a championship caliber team, even despite how fucking amazing Luka Doncic has been, because um, they don't have the right pieces around him, and they hamstrung their entire future to go get Kristaps Porzingis, who again, as I've said from the beginning, even when he was a Nick and when y'all didn't like me to say it, he's never fucking been healthy for a whole fucking season. The guy's never fucking been healthy for a whole season. Um, I, I wouldn't expect him to to all of a sudden have all of his injury concerns figured out. Like seven foot three guys, it's hard for him to stay healthy. Um, so yeah. I don't like that fit. But what's that? So look at Yao. It was tough for him. It was great. It was tough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think he was even taller than 7'3". He was like 7'5". Was. Or something. Yeah, um, he was. He was like 7'5". Maybe more like 7'6". Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. yeah. But, um, but nevertheless, <laughs> like, I mean, it's just it's just tough for them to play big minutes, um, you know, and, and, and be able to, to remain healthy. Um, but, you know... Uh, Despite all that, you know, I I think Luca has kind of firmly cemented himself as um, one of the one of the premier players in the NBA this season. Um, he's easily, uh, I would say, a top five MVP candidate this year. Um, when you just look at the other players that are in, which is crazy for a second year player, but when you look at the other players that are out there. Um, obviously, no KD this year. Steph got hurt at the beginning of the season. Joel Embiid hasn't looked that good. Nikola Jokic has started to kind of come around, but he didn't look very good at the beginning of the season. Like, I mean, you basically – PG missed a lot of time, and it's just now getting back. Kawhi, um, you know, the whole load management thing. So I'm not, I'm not saying he's a top five player because he's not, but he's easily a top five MVP candidate. I mean, I think you got LeBron – you got Harden, you got Giannis, you got maybe Anthony Davis, and then, like, Luca's right there. He's right in that mix. I, I mean, I'd probably put him ahead of Anthony Davis, honestly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and I think – I hesitate to say that he is a top ten player because th- this, this kind of frustrates me when people, like, try to, like, say, oh, well, who are the top ten players? And it's like uh, – the, the, it's it's such a like a weird criteria because you know like people will be like well you know you 
you just kind of have to omit Kevin Durant because he's hurt. And it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, Kevin, you fuck you, you have to omit, omit Kevin Durant. Like, Kevin Durant's still a top ten player. I don't give a fuck if he's playing or not no. playing or whatever. Um, so it, it's like you put in all these qualifiers and then, you know, then it, it makes it easy to get Luka in the mix, whereas, you know, it's like, I don't know. I, I, he's – if he's not top ten though, he's knocking on that door. He's he's definitely top twelve, you know that range. Um, but yeah, I mean he, he's he's been fucking amazing. Uh, anyway, I could ramble on about Luca for a long time, uh, but I don't want to. So uh, Joel, pass it over to you. What are your thoughts on what Luca's been doing this year, um, and just maybe overall thoughts on maybe the Mavs overachieving. Uh, and what do you look at this team and, and think um, is their ceiling, both you know maybe this year and in, into the future? Oh well, uh, Luca has been possible. I mean, obviously an MVP candidate. I mean, that's why the Mavs are in a playoff contention because this man is playing out of his mind. Uh, so I got to give him all the credit in the world because. He's a fucking beast, you know what I mean? So, for me, it's all about this team hasn't been able to figure out what their lineup has been 100% all year. <laughs> they've fluctuated a lot aside from their, their main two guys. Um, but they've found some consistently, consistency the last couple of games. They even put Tim Hardaway Jr. now in the starting lineup at shooting guard uh, next to Luka. Uh, Dorian uh, Finney-Smith has now become more or less their starting small forward. And of course, Powell's your center. So, like, at least now that they're more consistent, I like them a little more. Uh, they seem to find their stride in certain aspects. Um, they're still a flawed team, you know. Their bench is uh, iffy at best, um, but I think they are a good team and they have a good future because they have a good foundation. Uh, it's just a matter of like, can they find the third piece, like, aside from like KP and and, and Luca to go there, you know? what that piece might be, <laughs> maybe a, like a big, like a rebounding type of player, like a rugged defender, like a Draymond Green type maybe could could fill that in. But I don't know. It really depends with that who that third player ends up being. But they do have a nice duo there with Luka and, and KP, as long as KP stays healthy. Yeah, I mean, he struggled early on this season. Um, but that's kind of to be expected because, he's you know, he was out for so long. Um, mm-hmm. But – um, I don't, so I I don't necessarily expect him to struggle like this <clears throat> throughout the whole course of the season, but again, I also don't expect him to stay healthy. Um, so it's like I, I don't know. It, it's a tough thing to spar, you know, to parse through and figure out. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't necessarily think they need a third piece. I think they need a better second piece, and not just as far as Porzingis, because. Porzingis, and he's super talented. I just don't like his fit with uh, Luca. Like Luca should not be guarding guards at any way whatsoever. It doesn't make any fucking sense. That dude is your offensive engine. You do not want him to be wasting his fucking energy trying to guard the Damian Lillards or Russell Westbrooks of the fucking league. Like it makes no fucking sense. Now, granted, they have Delon Wright. Um, and they have uh, some other pieces, but if you if you're not gonna play him at you know at at the one or two defensively, then you really need to play him at the four because he's not quite quick enough to, to guard threes. And then you're playing KP at the five, and is that something that you feel like you can do 
reliably. Um, I don't know. If they can figure that out, then great, but I don't know if they will be able to figure that out. I thought about this in my um, little day of mourning uh, for for, uh, us not keeping Luca. (laughs) uh, You know who I would love him to play with, and not that it's on the table whatsoever or anything, but, man, I would fucking love for him to play with Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Like, that's the kind of guy that I would want to pair up with Luca. Somebody who can fucking play defense, can guard um, really uh, solid guards on the other end, can handle the ball, uh, you know, when, when he needs to, but is also very equipped at playing off ball, can shoot. Um, like, he doesn't have to be, like, a superstar that you pair with him. It can just be, like, your kind of um, really solid all-star which I think Shea Gilgis Alexander will absolutely be in the very near future. Um, like that's the kind of guy that I'm, you know I would be eyeing. Um, what's that? So he took a step up. He's better than he has been. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and you know I I was really impressed with him last season. I think I had him. Uh, I definitely had him on one of my. Um, one of my uh, uh, all-rookie teams. I want to say I had him on first first team all-rookie because I put Luca in as a forward so I could get Shea on there along with Trey, um, I believe is, is what it was. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I really like that kid. I think he's really good. Um, but, Jawan, um, are you still there? Is he still there, Joel? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. All right. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on Luca, future of the Mavs, all that jazz? Uh, one, I wanted to say I definitely have Luca right now in my top five. Um, Player? Yeah, for the season. Yeah, for the season. This season. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, that's yeah. fair. I, I mean, I have him, like I said, I have him top five as an MVP candidate. But, <laughs> right, right. Uh, no, but, like, I, I you know, I, I, I don't know if I – I don't know if I even yeah. have him top five players because, like, it, if it really comes down to it, like like I said, I mean, I have him above Kawhi as an MVP candidate, but there ain't no fucking way I have him above Kawhi as a player. So, I don't know. It's tough. But, um, no. But, no. But think it, think of it like this. Think of it like this, right? <laughs> if, if you go right now with who's playing the best, right? Yeah. Purely just off of that. Just off of that. You go LeBron. You go Luka. You go Giannis, you go Harden. That's not in a specific order. You can put that however you want to put that. I can't put Kawhi in a top five when he refuses to play back-to-back. He's not playing enough games. So I'm like, yes, when you're on the court, are you effective? Yes. But are you playing enough games? Not right now. Not right now. Um, Right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I have to just – I mean, I just have to disagree from a fundamental level, like – I mean, I just look at it and I'm just like, yeah, but when he does play, he's just so much better. Like, Luka doesn't play defense. So, like, no, Kawhi I, is, I get you. Like, I get you, but think about this. Think about if you're Giannis, Harden, LeBron, and Luka, right? You're being asked to play on both ends, even if you're not that good at it. Every game, and you're playing every game. It's easier for Kawhi think- to be full strength on both ends when he's not playing as many games as the other four are. Sure. Um, no, the I, other mean, five I, are. I think it's a valid point, and that's why I would, agree, I would agree with you as far as 
MVP candidacy, but like I'm I'm not I can't agree with you as far as just best player. Like what are we talking about? Like are you talking about just for the regular season? Okay, but like the just the regular season isn't what really matters. It's the playoffs and Kawhi's gonna play every game in the playoffs, so you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but then I could make the question because um, we're talking. I mean, we know he's going to play every game in the playoffs, so I, I'm I'm not questioning that at all. But then my question would be, do I expect Luca to play as well as he is now in the playoffs? And my answer would be yes. I don't have anything else to go off of to show me that he wouldn't. Um, so then my question becomes, who is more important to their team come playoffs, Luca or Kawhi? Well, yeah, but that's Can not the what I'm Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was asking who's better. <laughs> I If you're saying defense is what gives Kawhi the edge, okay. I am saying Luka does more to affect the game than Kawhi does. Ooh, I, I completely disagree. But anyway, we, we, we could go on and on about this. We don't need to hash it out. Um, what are your thoughts um, on just in general, Luka? In general, I think a lot of people um, right now are going to hold that last game against them. Um, which is fair. Which is uh, no, no, no. It, it, it's it's yeah. one game. That's why I said just, just for right now. Um, yeah. That's what all the, the media circuits were going crazy about. Was that um, that was that was a big game where they're looking for. Even if you lose, you just make a statement to where it's like, look, I did every. I had thirty eight, <laughs> twelve and sixteen. Like, I, what else you want me to do? Um, but he struggled. And, and again, it, it, no one's gonna care. Cause look, this is the team that they're looking to measure you up against. Come playoffs. If you know if, if you're that team and you're that guy and you go to the Western Conference Finals, you might be going up against the Clippers. There's there's not going to be any excuse like oh well they're great defenders. No one's going to care about that. They're going to need you to show up and show out. Um, so I mean I I just look forward to Luca showing more dominance um, against better teams. Like when you play the Lakers, that's when I need you to show up. When you play the um, uh, you know, the Clippers again, I, I need you to show up. When you play Giannis, when you play Harden. Um, so, I mean, that's the biggest thing I look at. But Luka, I want to say, is my MVP purely because out of everyone in the race, he's the only one that doesn't have an MVP. Um, and I'm not a fan of giving it to Giannis for doing exactly what he did last year. Harden whoa, doing exactly whoa. what he did two years ago. Yo, he's doing more than he did last year. He's even better than he was last year. So I got I got I, I, I got to say I don't that. see where that shows. Where, where does that show? Look at his fucking player efficiency ratings. He's like literally and to your point Luka is way up there too. Um I think actually Giannis just overtook Luka, but both of those two guys right now are fighting uh for the Greatest player efficiency rating ever in the history of the fucking let, league. Let me ask you this. They're, they're trying, let me ask you they're this. going up against Wilt Chamberlain's, like, fucking 30-something PER, which is just ridiculous. So, like, um, you can – so that's a, that's kind of a, a point for Luka as well. But, again, fucking Giannis is – Giannis is fucking an elite defender. Um, like, finished, what, second in defensive player of the year voting last year? Um, I had him as should have been the winner. Um, and he's doing all of this too without Brogdon and without Middleton because Middleton's hurt and they, they fucking traded Brogdon. So it's like, 
It's not like Giannis has a lot of fucking things, and the Bucks are first in the East. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's it's he's he's doing a lot more this year than he did last year. It's just can, it's just, can I ask you something though? It's, it's is, hard to is, qualify it because he already was so good last year. Yeah, but that's why I said if you're judging it, you look at it and you kind of just go, it's it's is he shooting better than he did last year? Is he shooting mid range or from the three point better than he did last year? Yeah, I think so. I know he's taking them. I, I can pull it up. I don't have the numbers yeah, in front of me. Yeah, to me, if if he if he's not no, I'm not I'm not trying to ask you on the spot. Uh, I'm I'm just saying to me, the only thing that could evolve his game better is shooting. So if he's not doing that better, he's just being you're more telling efficient. Me, right, and to like, me that's that, 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 that's not enough. <laughs> like that's not enough. I need you to do better than what you did last year in the idea of to do better than being, being more efficient is better than what you did last <laughs> no, year. No, 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 no. Like that's the definition. Hear me, hear me. The biggest knock on Giannis is that if you can clog the paint, he's one dimensional. So to me, you have to evolve your game. Sure, are you more efficient? Great. But then what happens if you still can't shoot and I clog the paint? What, what are you doing for me then, Giannis? Not much. Not much. So to me, I'm Giannis, like, I look at Luka. Giannis is shooting 40, or I'm sorry, he's shooting 4.4% uh, better from three um, than he did last year. And he's taking um, uh, almost two more attempts per game than he did last year from three. Well, how much was he making last year? I don't remember. I'll stop no, uh, 20, 25.6%. He's up to 30% this year. For oh, three. Good for him. <laughs> All right. Um, but I still don't have Giannis or Harden anywhere near LeBron or um, Luka. Luka, because of what he's doing in year two, and LeBron for the fact that most people, his, most people in his basketball age would be on AARP, and LeBron looks like it's year five. Um, so I mean just the idea of that is amazing Um, and again to me best ability is availability and the fact that in year 17 LeBron is playing more games than Kawhi Leonard is staggering Uh, because that's the guy you want on a a player restriction uh, or minutes restriction I'm sorry Uh, because you need him come playoffs Um, but yeah so I mean for me Luka is yeah yeah for me, Luca is my um my number two, only because it just LeBron is just a, a freak. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think he's a fine fit with with Kristaps. I honestly do. I think this is new, so it's going to take a little while. Um, but I mean, here's the biggest thing that we know: Kristaps can play defense, but he's not a rim protector in the sense of. If you're going to the rim, fifty <laughs> percent of the game against Kristaps, you, you're gonna make a good clip. Um, he's obviously taking he's a, a little defender. bit of. Yeah, yeah. He's no, a, he's I'm, a weak I'm, side I'm help defender. You. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with just, you. I'm, yeah, I'm not arguing you. I'm just adding that to the the, the narrative, I guess. Yeah, a hundred percent. You can right. muscle him out of the paint, a hundred percent. But to me, right. I think what what stands out to me the most is. Can Kristaps live up to his end of the bargain offensively? And I think if right. he starts to stop struggling as much as he has been lately, I only know this because I have him, uh, so I see his numbers on a daily basis. Um, if he can live up to what 
Um, you know, we know him to be offensively. I think they'll be fine. I think the Mavericks know they have two guys who don't really care that much defensively in Luka and Chris Stops. But if they can both give you 30 a night, it adds up. Um, so it'll balance itself. Um, I do agree with you in the sense of the rest of the team isn't the best constructed. Um, but to me, Nick, what did we say before? If there's anybody that could get the best out of a team that shouldn't be assembled, it's Rick Carlisle. Um, and I think the fact that I think the fact that the Mavericks are anywhere near the playoffs right now, when it's a team that I think a lot of people maybe had on the outside looking in is a testament to Rick Carlisle and, of course, Luca. Um, so, to me, I think that is the, is the tag team that we need to look at more so than Kristaps and Luca. We need to pay attention to Rick and Luca. Because um, if he can coach his tail off and Luca can keep this, this, this hot streak going, they're going to be fine. Uh, and we can only assume that roster will get better through time. Um, but th- those are your linchpins in uh, Kristaps and Luca. And that's going to be that way for a long time. Um, so you can only yeah. hope that it gets better. Don't give up if you give up. No. Yeah, and not keep Kristaps long term. <laughs> Unless you flip him for something that's better, you know. But, um, yeah. I mean, I mean if, if you, you know, we'll see. If, you, if you're the Mavericks and you put Kristaps up on the trade block, you're not going to have many takers. Because they're going to wonder no, if the Knicks well, didn't work. Right now. They're bad. And the Mavericks yeah, Man, right they'll make him look – they'll make Kristaps look bad, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. A lot of <laughs> yeah, people I mean, probably that try to stay away from that would, I'm, he signed a five-year deal. I'm not talking about doing it now. I'm talking about like in a year or two. You know, if he mm-hmm. if he starts looking good and but you can make an upgrade, and then you know maybe you think about it. Um, yeah. you, you said that you think Luca is a good fit with Kristaps. I agree with you. Luca is a good fit with anybody. <laughs> like he's a fucking great player. Like he can fit with anyone. I don't think that Kristaps is necessarily a good fit with Luca. Um, is my I think, like. I, I think if if Kristaps can kind of develop the mentality of of Chris Bosh in in the idea of evolving your game to where maybe you don't sure. uh, you're more of a shooter, um, I think that is where he can find his his peak value on that team to where Luka can find him sweet spots and you just hitting shots. Uh, I, I think giving it to Kristaps in the paint clogs it because you need Luka to be able to move around. Um, so if Kristaps can have the mentality that Love was forced to have and Bosch was forced to have playing with the yeah, but that's one of the third. He's kind of always had no, no, no. I get you, but as a number two, you could still be a, a, a spot up shooter. Yeah, I mean he could, that's what he is now. He's basically a big ass right. spot shooter. He just needs to hit shots. Like, yeah. You know? um, but regardless, I still think I still look at it and say I don't I don't like the way this this team's defense um, looks. And again, like. You know, if you're talking about um, regular season and competing and all that kind of stuff, um, sure, that, that's not terribly important. But if you're talking about competing for a championship, then it, it, um, we've seen it time and time again. Teams that are um, elite offensive teams uh, but struggle defensively, they don't win championships. Like, you just you, – you cannot win that way. Or at the very least, we don't have any um, – any, like examples um, like in, in the past, what, 30 years, um, like they just don't exist. Um, I, I would say like the closest that, you know, we had was um, the Cavs, uh, you know, might have been able to do it 
if the the Warriors hadn't picked up Kevin Durant. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, we we just don't know, you know. So um, there's no real point in speculating there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's just it's a really uh, really tough thing. I mean, that's that's kind of why I don't have a lot of faith in the Rockets because they're just terrible defensively. By the way, uh, <laughs> I do want to mention this too. Luca may have had like a really shitty game against uh, you know like the two best perimeter defenders in the league. Um, but man, he clowned the shit out of the Rockets. Like he fucking, he was like, "I'm, I'm the James Harden now, motherfucker." Like it was fucking, it was crazy. Yeah, like uh, I, I, I was, I didn't get to watch that game, but like I, um, I knew it was on, and like uh, I, I had wanted to watch it, but for whatever reason, I couldn't. Um, and so like, but I, I did, I did go check the stat line and I was just like, just shaking my head. Like, God damn, this fucking kid, dude, just like night after night. Um, it's fucking crazy. Uh, but anyway, um, we do have to move on. We got a bunch more topics. Um, but yeah, Luca's out here killing it. Um, still think you're crazy for having him above Giannis in your MVP race. I will say this though, um, Jawan, uh, given because we did talk about this maybe like a week or two into the season or maybe a little bit more um i don't normally like to give second year players most improved player this is a this is an exception to the rule if luka Doncic mm-hmm. doesn't get most improved player th- this the, fucking burn the award uh like he's got to get it right I no well see that's where i struggle because i think you can make a very big case that you could also give that award to Siakam. Especially <laughs> oh, if he sure. becomes an all-star this year. It's like yeah, you yeah. can give it to either one of them. Mm-hmm. Right. I would say, yeah, I agree with you there. I would say this, though. I would My argument to that would be um, Siakam was better than Luka is uh, – or Siakam last year was better than Luka, um, and Luka this year is better than Siakam. I mean, yeah. it's just point blank. So but, the improvement I mean, but, is greater on Luca's end. Which which yeah. I, I won't argue with, but if Siakam, which all signs point to it, becomes an all-star this year, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. sure, could you say Luca went from rookie of the year to MVP? That's a huge, That's a huge improvement. Mm-hmm. Think about where right. Siakam came from. Mm-hmm. The idea that it's only his second year. Mm-hmm. He is now a all-star. It has to be thought about, well, but I get you oh, giving it to Luca. Third year. His third year. I'm wait, sorry, wait, third you mean year. second relevant year? Like, yeah, yeah, like second relevant year. Second relevant year, yeah. yeah. It's what I call the, the Pat Mahomes syndrome. Um, but, yeah, I, well, just the idea of that. But I had his ass buried on the bench. Like, it was just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you have this fucking same hand you had player. Pat Mahomes. Because you were only playing quarterback. <laughs> there you go. No, but you had the better one on the A little bench. different. You had the better <laughs> one on the But no, I, I get your point, Nick. I get it that Luca would need to win it if he maintains it. I, I get you. I'm just saying Siakam's name should be in there. Yeah. Um, I put Devontae yeah. Graham on the fucking ass. It's crazy Douche to bag. think that somebody, <laughs> like the two best candidates for it, won one rookie of the year last year and won, won the exact same award we're talking about last year. Yeah, last um, And they're progressively getting like, better. As yeah. good as, right, but like, and as good as like Wiggins has looked this year or, or Booker's been way yeah. more efficient, like they just, as far as candidates, I think they pale in comparison to those two. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this, I do think this is finally like it, as long as the Suns can get Rubio and Baines back and and stay around 500, I do think this is the year that Booker gets gets a uh, an All Star um, nod. Um, so yeah, that that, that, remain, that will be interesting. I tell you what, if he doesn't get it this year, he'll never get it because when Clay gets back. That spot's locked. <laughs> Devin Booker would have to put well, up an I MVP season to take that. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of feel you. I mean, it may take a couple more years uh, after you know Clay comes back, but I will say this: I do think that um, I'm not sure how elite Clay will be immediately. You know, because you, you have to think about it. He's going to miss all of this season. I think he'll be really good by the end of next season. Um, but I don't know how good he's going to be in the first half of the season, which is obviously what, what is your criteria for all-star uh, candidacy. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. But, yeah, the, the, the door is wide open because Clay's out, Steph's out. Um, so, you know, you, I mean, you do have a lot of spots that are kind of, you know, now open that maybe weren't before. Um, also, like, I, just real quick, um, there's so much like Luca shit that we could just sit. We could have a whole fucking Luca show. Um, I think I'd have to. I, I think can. I would honestly have to like turn in my uh, Hawks fan card though if I did that. Um, but uh, yeah. no, uh, I I think it'll be interesting. Do we think he he's a, a starter on the All Star team this year? I mean, he definitely deserves it. But do you think he gets it? I think he does. And what I think will be interesting is. There's a lot of fucking, like, there's just a lot. seems like a lot of, like, fan buzz and support behind him. I'm curious, maybe not this year, but I'm curious when, like, when he becomes one of the captains. Because, um, I mean, I would I would think this year that it would be uh, LeBron and Giannis. Um, but I, I could possibly see it being LeBron and Luka. Um I don't know. Well, what are your what are your thoughts on that, Joel? You said LeBron and Luca for a captain. Well, I mean, just Luca being a starter. First of all, I mean, I, I do you think that happens? Um, I I hope so because he fucking deserves it. But I mean, it. Mm-hmm. it I mean, if you look at it, if, if let's say they put him in as a guard, um, I mean, you got yeah, Warriors, but after that. Who I mean, who else are you putting? Uh, you can't put anyone else over Luca. No, it'll be it'll like in the West. It'll probably be Luca and, and Harden at, at the guards, and then for LeBron and AD and uh, uh, whoever Kawhi, Kawhi or Kawhi, yeah, probably Kawhi uh, at, at the, the other as a third forward. You know, as they continue to do three forwards because they fucking want they want to piss me off. Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> that seems to be the way. But yeah, it's like trending. I, I, let me pose it this way. Let me let me pose the second part of the question this way. Um, obviously, LeBron's going to get, you know, the the sort of um, he's going to get the the most votes, so that's going to make him a captain. Um, Giannis will probably be second, but do you think Luca is third? No. You mean in both all together? Yeah, like in, um, in as, like total votes. I think he is. I think he's probably fucking third. People don't like James Harden. Mm-hmm. Um, Steph's not there. People love Steph, but Steph isn't gonna be there. Um, not gonna be there. People fucking 
People hate James Harden. Um, I, I think there's going to be somewhat of a Lakers backlash against like Kawhi, um, and you know just so the fact too. that it's going to be spite yeah. votes. <laughs> exactly, um, and just like right now, everybody loves Luca, uh, so I I could certainly see a scenario in which he's third. I don't think he'll get second because of Giannis, but um, yeah, but yeah, not. I'm going to say I'm going to yeah. say he finishes third in total votes. I think he will, in total between both conferences, yeah, but he'll probably be second in the West, uh, probably third in right. total votes. Yeah, probably. Sure. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Yeah. Jawan? I have Luke at number two. Uh, I think right now, popularity-wise, <laughs> no one more popular than LeBron and Luka. Um, I, here's, here's the biggest thing about Giannis. Um, You're not a fan. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> That's right? the biggest thing. That's what I've no, been not at all. I feel like Dallas is getting more televised games. I feel like Dallas mm-hmm. is getting more conversation, mm-hmm. uh, more media. Um, more like, hype behind Luca. So I, I look at it and I'm like, right. Well, fans usually fans that don't live in Dallas or Milwaukee are usually swayed by who? The media. So I'm like, if all you see on your television is LeBron, Luca, Kawhi. Usually your mind's going LeBron, Luca, Kawhi. Um, so that's why I'm kind of like, I don't really see how Giannis gets the second most votes, um, but I wouldn't be shocked I if mean, he did. Well, you got to vote for him. <laughs> so the point is, are you not going to vote for him? And who's going to take his spot? No, no, everyone's going to vote for Giannis for the All-Star team. So it's one of those oh, no, no, no. Right. To make the All-Star team, yeah, yes, yeah. 100%. I thought we were talking Captain. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter because he's the well, West for captains. Well, captains are just the two players who get the most votes. Yeah. Well, that's player. what I thought. But yeah. I, I didn't think it had to be East or West. I, I, thought, thought, it was, it was I the, thought it was East, West, or captains. Yeah, it's still East and West. Well, it's not I, – I don't think you have to it, – it's not East and West as far as who gets to be captain. It's just the two players no, with right. the most votes. At, at least I believe right. so. Um, but the, that's why I said LeBron and Luka. With, but you still have to have five players from the West and five players from the East. So I think what right. Joel is right. saying yeah. is there's no scenario where anybody fills out that fucking thing and doesn't pick Giannis in the East. Whereas right. there is potentially well, scenarios like, where no. somebody who's a big Russell Westbrook fan um, is going to pick Russell Westbrook and James Harden and leave Luka off the ballot. You got more guard options in the West. Like no, Damon Lillard. I just and... want to be clear. I wasn't mm-hmm. trying to say Giannis wouldn't be an all-star. That, like, that, no, that's I'm not, I'm not no, saying no, that. No, that's not what I'm, I'm saying. saying. I'm just saying total votes. There's more. There's a, the, the chances of you voting for uh, Giannis are higher than just voting for Luka because you have more options at the guard position than you do at the three forward positions in the East. <laughs> right. He's Fair definitely going to be one of the three. Whereas you can make a yeah. case that Luka might not be one of the two is what I'm saying. Okay. That's Fair why the ratios yeah. are fucked up, and there should be a big man, and then it'll be evened out. Fair enough. I just, I, I, it's just purely as far as captains go. I could just see the popularity swinging Luca and LeBron's way. That's all I was trying to say. I, I could just see the popularity. I will say this: we can bookmark uh, this conversation with this, and this is uh, to kind of back up a little bit of what you're saying, Jawan. Um, like Luca has dominated the headlines with the triple doubles and everything else. Giannis yep. just went out like super quietly and dropped 50. And I don't think I heard about it hardly anywhere. Like, no, I mean, that's the problem. I mean, that's he, that's 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 that might be the one that's 50. Um, yeah. And, and 
like it's crazy. It's like it's it's like no one no one talks about it. And um, see what I, you know what I think Jawan is actually doing here. He's trying to sell Giannis that dude. Look, man, look at all this. Look at all this shit that you do, and you don't get recognized because you're in fucking Milwaukee. You know what you should do, man. You should you should fucking look. I'm not saying I'm not saying any particular place, but maybe just look at like markets. Like there's there's yeah. some other markets out there that might be more beneficial to you. Appreciate um, you more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just just, say, just being you know? clear, just being clear. I'm just saying no one's talking about Giannis. So if you don't live in Milwaukee or Dallas, you're only going off of what you see on television, which just so happens to be right now, Luca. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so popularity-wise. It's his triple-double right now that are really dominating the headlines. And he's flat. And here's the thing. Giannis is also a guy that, he's like you said, he's him. He, he's not really doing anything new that's grabbing people's attention because he's doing what he did last year. No one knows that what efficiency, like 4% difference it was from last year. <laughs> right. We're talking about what he does on the floor. Looks the same as last year. It's almost the same team. Right, right. So, like, for them, it's not as flashy. And it's fucking Milwaukee. you got to sell that fucking state to the rest of the country. <laughs> so it's just not, it's not, wait, it's wait, not wait. the same thing. Well, you mean they're not selling you with their awesome City Edition jerseys that say Cream City <laughs> on the front? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're going to need more than Cream City to sell, you know, some of them jerseys that they right now. But um, uh, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> It's just frustrating. That's all. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you though, Nick. I'm with you though on on the idea that just when you close your eyes, you kind of just go LeBron in the West, uh, Giannis mm-hmm. in the East. They're just the two most dominant players from the respective um, Conference. conferences. But if I'm yeah. just going popularity, which we know this thing to be purely uh, based off of, it's, I was gonna say Tracy has a chance. It's gonna it's it, it's gonna be interesting. It, it's gonna be interesting to see how, right. how, how popular is uh 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 what's his name Trey Young? Yeah, that's the question. <laughs> oh, yeah? I think Trey Young yeah. is gonna make the All Star team this year. I don't. He's not gonna be Big a four. starter, but I think he's gonna make the team. Yeah. He's been fucking great. Like, he has been, great. He's been like, really Yeah, and and again, like the thing is, is like, like, you know, because we kind of talked about this, uh, Jawan, uh, maybe three weeks ago or four weeks ago. Like, what, like, what, what other point guard in the East? Like, like, can you give me two other point guards that you? Well, I would, I guess, three. Can you give me three other point guards that you would just be like, yeah, they're ahead of Trey Young. I mean. I think you can make the argument for Kimba. I think that's the easiest one Indeed. argument to make because the Celtics have been so good. Um, <laughs> but the Sixers, the Sixers have struggled. Ben Simmons has like talk about uh, yeah. a dude who's like who actually has not improved. Like Ben Simmons would be the candidate that I would I would put for there. You can argue at least that Ben Simmons has gotten slightly worse <laughs> from last year. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. You can make that argument. Um, you could. And, uh, I know. I've been now, looking at the numbers. This, I will say this: Ben Simmons, elite defensively. Um, yes, yeah, not enough. Monster. Not enough gets talked about <laughs> as far as the defensive end of the ball. But I mean, just the fact he's that freak. you know, like it, he, 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 things just don't look like they're fitting, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but like, and, and and even like Kyrie, like I mean, dude, the Nets have been playing way better with him fucking hurt. <laughs> like Spencer Dinwiddie's been like. I fucking love Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, like, 
He was just like, fuck, fuck, D-Lo's hurt. All right, time to shine. Kyrie's hurt. All right, time to shine. Like, oh, no Karis of the Vert? No worries. Like, um, I wish he played for the Knicks so y'all could like him too. Um, yeah, but, maybe uh, if he was, maybe I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, I, think, yeah. I think he'll make it. I just don't think he'll be a starter is all. Um, uh, but uh, probably not. But he'll definitely have a chance. It's still easier to make the 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 um, all star team in the East, as long as they're going to do it by conference. Even though they don't play it by conference anymore, I think that's yeah. so stupid to me. If you're gonna if you're gonna pick them by conference, then play the game by conference. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're not going to play the game by conference, then just pick the 24 best players. Um, but I, agree. I digress. Like one way or the other, just fucking yeah, just pick one. Um, but uh, but nevertheless, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Trey will make. Um, but all right, uh, let's let's move on. Uh, we've spent so much of this show already talking, and we've gotten through two topics. Thanks, Juwan. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Sounds like a Say what now? That sounds like a Juwan thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> you can ever get past that one uh, or two topics. Come on. Let's uh well I the the way that I knew it was what did we do when we opened the show? Um I don't even remember what he said now, but he, he what'd you say, Juwan? Do you remember? We opened the show and you immediately started talking about maybe Braun or something. And I hadn't even asked the question yet and we started talking we we already weren't on the fucking topic. I was like, all right, cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> yep, right um, off the bat. All right, but let's get let's get into some of these uh, uh, briefly because we don't need to like we need to kind of catch up a little bit. Um, but some of these uh, possible rule changes, um, and I'm really interested to get your thoughts on this, Joel. For just for somebody who generally has more of an affinity for tradition um, than a lot of the average NBA fans. Um, I'm interested to get your thoughts on this. Um, so the, <clears throat> they've pr- explored various rule changes, and these are, I think, all things we've heard before. They're just The talks have started to kind of actually ramp up with these. Um, shortening the regular season down to 78 games, a midseason tournament, uh, playoff reseeding, and then play-in games. Um, now, essentially, the first two are pretty self-explanatory. Um, the the um, latter two... The playoff reseeding would essentially happen once it's down to the final four teams. Um, so they would re-rank those final four teams. Uh, so, for example, last season, um, in, instead of the Bucks playing the uh, Raptors and the um, the Warriors playing the Blazers, you would have had Bucks playing the Blazers um, and then the uh, Raptors playing the Warriors uh, in the, um, I guess, conference finals or what I they, I guess you'd have to rebrand it, um, but leading into the NBA finals um, as opposed to the way it was. Uh, and then for the, for the um, play-in games, the way it would work, a seven would play eight, and then nine would play ten, and then whoever won between nine and ten would play whoever lost between seven and eight. Um, to figure out who's the last team. So essentially, if you get the seventh or eighth seed, you get two chances um, to to make the playoffs. 
Um, uh, and if you get the ninth or tenth seed, you have to win both of your games uh, in order to make it, um, which this could have been interesting. Uh, we'll use last year as an example. Again, uh, the Lakers had the tenth seed. So um, even after sucking all season, they still could have managed to sneak into the playoffs, um, you know, despite injuries and, um, you know, poor play and what have you. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, just, I guess, whatever of these changes that you want to delve into, Joel? Yeah, I'm intrigued by the whole uh, in, in-season tournament. <laughs> more so than the reseeding for the playoffs, uh, because every time I think of like uh, reseeding, like the reseeding on the playoffs, I think about like the whole lottery will be full of Eastern teams. It'd be really funny to see the lottery like that. They, none of them would go. <laughs> none of them. <laughs> it all goes. It'd be very funny to watch that happen. <laughs> well, that would be a way to finally balance out the league, though, right? That's true. That's very true. Let's bring them all to the Eastern Conference. Can't fucking pick now. <laughs> That's what you wanted. You want all the Western teams in the wet plat? Fine. Fine. You do that. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I've just I've always been that guy. Like East versus West. I've always been that way. But because it's so unbalanced, you need something needs to be done to to balance it out. And if this is a way of balancing out power, I'll I'll, I'll whatever do whatever you gotta do. Um. But you know, I'm I'm a traditionalist in that regard. Like, I never like to this day I argue about the whole All Star format. I really fucking don't. I don't like captains shoot. I like East West. I, I much prefer East versus West All Star teams. Um, I don't like that captain shit, and I definitely don't like that having center as an option. Oh, <laughs> right. Uh, in the All Star game, it's just so stupid. Um, it, it doesn't make sense. No one plays that way. Not one soul plays that way. Everyone plays with a big in the middle. It's just how we play the game. Don't lie to yourself. Um, so yeah, I'm open to trying new things, but I'm also, I, 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 I'm, I'm always going to love the idea of the Eastward Conference versus the Western Conference. Yeah. I mean, I think it's weird, but I would... The, my biggest thing is this, like, the first thing I want, like, at, like out of any of all, like, we're going to talk about anything, like, you could do one thing. Like, first for, first things first, can we just get a team in Seattle? <laughs> like, yeah. they're talking about all these fucking And they games. will be and called the, the way, Super Sonics. How are you going to have a single elimination <laughs> tournament <laughs> with fucking 30 teams? Like, I mean, uh, I assume they have it figured out, but it'd be so much easier with 32 teams because it's like, yeah. It's basically yeah. half of a fucking March Madness bracket. Um, right. So, like, can we do that first? Can we just get two more teams? Can we get a team in Seattle and then, like, I don't know, let fucking other cities take bids, um, you know, and, and just get that resolved uh, before we start talking about all these fucking weird rule changes? Um, but anyway, I digress. As far as the rule changes, I see. I'm most intrigued by the tournament too. I'd be more intrigued by it again if there were 32 teams. But, um, right. but because to me that's the that's the one thing. I know a lot of people are like, well, um, like what's gonna you know what's gonna be the incentive to win it and blah 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 blah. It's like, yeah, I get that. I guess like, you know, there will be teams who don't care. There will be like, I could totally see the Clippers being like, yeah, we don't care about this. Just you know, take the, um you know, take the week off Kawhi. Um, 
Right. But like that just that doesn't make it any less interesting for uh you know fans of say the Phoenix Suns. Like if they can go out like the Phoenix Suns have no fucking chance at winning a championship this year, but they could win five games in a row and win the fucking midseason tournament and that would be kinda cool for a fan base. Like, hey, you know, we had no chance at fucking winning a championship, but hey, we won the midseason tournament. That's pretty fucking cool. Um so I don't necessarily think you need to have an incentive. I just think just just do it, try it, and if it, if it doesn't work, then you can just say, all right, well, we tried it. It didn't work. Um, so it's like, to me, it's the least um, – it, it, it's like the least uh, um, detrimental. Um, as far as, like, the adding, like, seven, seven and eight and nine and ten and all that kind of shit – it's like, man, more than half the teams already make the playoffs. So part of me wants to be like, eh. But then, again, there's another part of me that's kind of like, well, this, it's not like the seventh and eighth seeds. Like, yeah, it's not – okay, so it's not like baseball, right, where, you know, basically any team who makes it to the postseason has the potential of winning the winning it all. It's like it's mm-hmm. not like that in in basketball. So like the seventh and eighth seed aren't going to fucking win at all. I mean, there's such rare circumstances where like a team like that even makes it. Um, I you know obviously think of your Knicks uh, in the lockout year. Um, but again, the Knicks mm-hmm. were way better than that. And if they had played a whole season, they wouldn't have been the eighth seed. Um, that was like a really weird anomaly. Um, but uh, but yeah, like. So I can't get too upset about it, like, with the notion that, like, well, that would really suck if you were the seventh seed and you, like, you know, won ten more games than the tenth seed and then, you know, you you unfortunately lost a couple games in a row and then you don't make the playoffs. Yeah, it would suck, but, I mean, if you're really thinking about it, you'd you'd still get the two extra home games that you would have got in the first round anyway. Um, and you know, you're not, you're not going to beat the two seed. So what are we really talking about here? Um, so I guess I'm fine with it. <laughs> you know, I'm fine with or without it. It does like, I guess that I'm indifferent. Um, like mainly, I guess is my point. Um, mm-hmm. and then the playoff reseeding, um, I, again, I'm just kind of indifferent to it. Like, I don't think it makes that much difference once you get down to the, the, two best teams because we're not talking about the 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 problem isn't once you get down to the to the last two remaining teams in general year in year out that's not usually the problem that it's it's sorted itself out by then the problem is that the first round is so fucking boring because the 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 eastern conference the first rounds in the eastern conference are just terrible because the the teams that make it at, in the bottom of the East are so shitty, like so like that's not gonna fix that problem. So like again, like unless you're just gonna reseed it and just and do one through sixteen, which they're never gonna do, um, because the the owners uh, in the Eastern Conference would never approve it. Um, so so uh, again, it's like at that point, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, does it really make a difference? Um, it, it, like Joel, in your mind, as far as like the talent that's there, when you're once you're down to two teams in the West and two teams in the East to like 
reseed them. Um, like a- again, I I feel like the this is this is like prolonged backlash to the Rockets not you know being able to get by the Warriors, and it's it's like I mean yeah it happens from time to time, but you know like sometimes that's just the way it is. Sometimes the two best teams are in one conference. Sometimes they're mm-hmm. not. Like whatever, and and like even still, it won't always work itself out to where um, that, you know, the the two best teams end up playing each other in the finals because you're basing it off record, not eye test who's the best team. It's not like college football where you have a panel of people and you say, all right, these are the four teams, let's rank them. Um, you know, it's just going to be based on regular season record, which obviously skews for the East because they generally have easier schedules. So you may end up with a situation where let's say the two best teams at the end of this season are the Clippers and the Bucks. Let's say the Bucks make a trade or something, um, and they're just kind of clearly the two best teams. Uh, and then you know because you reseeded it, now the they're playing in the you know conference finals, and you got Boston um, you know playing I don't know the Lakers or whatever. Um, yeah. And then it's like, well, fuck, man, we could have had like. Yeah, we could have yeah. had and like and then you got Boston playing the Lakers in like the semifinals and not the finals. Like what the fuck is this? Like so I I don't know. I think it can cause more problems than the NBA is like thinking. I don't think it's a big enough deal to want to change it. Um anyway, I said yeah. we were going to be quick about this and then I just rambled for like 10 minutes. Realize um, your name is Smith. I'm too quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, Jawan, I mean, what are your thoughts here? What, do you do you, are any of these that you like um, or like dislike or what? No, I'm I'm with you on the idea that the one thing I want that I told you I've wanted for forever is for them to completely reseed it, just one through sixteen best teams. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. I know the East will never, um, you know, some of the GMs will never sign off on that, or the owners rather. But to me, it's like well you need to find a way to get your teams better then because what TNT is forced to do is show bucks versus whoever that eighth seed is. Mm -hmm. And that's unbearable. Um, Last year they were just demolishing the Pistons. It was hard to watch. No one was watching that game. That wasn't from Milwaukee. Um, So would you rather have um, number one uh, Milwaukee versus let's say like Spurs? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to see that. Um, you know, so I'm like, I, I kind of want that. I get your point. It'll never happen. So it's a pipe dream. But at some point it becomes, we have to stop rewarding these owners for just not caring. Like they just keep putting out shit year after year. And it's not like they're not getting top picks. They're getting top picks and doing nothing with them. Um, so to me, I just feel like we're rewarding them. So how do you get, how do you force them to change? Tell them, hey, you'll never see the playoffs again. You keep this shit up. Um, and, and sure, will it hurt the fan base? Sure. But this is the same fans that still show up when the team doesn't make the playoffs anyway. Not every city in New York. <laughs> no, 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 not every city. No, you're right. Um, but I, I, I just think reseeding it um, isn't bad for the NBA because I do think you'll get more matchups that you never thought you would get um, outside of the finals. And in the finals, you know for a fact, will be literally the best team versus the best team. Um, it won't be any yeah, of that. Oh, injuries popped up. Well, I mean, you would assume. You would assume. Because, I mean, 
Because this is best out of seven. This I don't know why you would make started. that assumption. Like, you could still, even if you do it one through 16, you could still end up with the, say, the, the, the best teams have the best record and the fourth best record. Like, but they're. Yeah, like, but your finally, would never. If you were doing power rankings, you would have them as the two best teams. You know what yeah, I mean? but your, your your finals would never be Phoenix versus Celtics. <laughs> so like that that's my point. Like you would literally be getting well, it's never what you assume anyway. Right, but my point is, uh, in closing, you assume that if you're doing one through sixteen and they're the best team in the NBA uh, for, for for one through sixteen, that you would get a a, a finals that would be good. You're not getting anything that, that would be bad. Because if injuries popped up, you assume they'll just be eliminated before the final. So it won't matter. Sure. Um, but that's, I feel that's like that's the, the case anyway, nine years out of ten. What I think – see, what I think the biggest benefit going one through – one through 16, the biggest benefit is having a better first round. Like, that to me is the, is why you do it. Because you want to have – like you said, uh, Jawan, like, that, like who, wanna, who fucking watched Milwaukee versus – uh, Detroit last season. No, I but. did. Damn it. No, <laughs> no I, I I may have watched like bits and pieces. I didn't sit down and watch any of those games front to back. Ain't no fucking way I was doing that. Um, so like, yeah. I mean, that's to me that's the benefit of going one through sixteen. And and the current proposals that they're throwing out there don't address the problem, which is that the first round fucking sucks. It's boring. Like it. Like, I just I don't my biggest point, Nick, it just is that you gotta start doing something to show these owners that you can't just be content every year. Like you can't just every year you're a top ten pick, you get a top ten player, and you're still bad. Like we have to do something that forces them to get better. Right. So here's here's what I would say. Um instead of doing instead of doing um like say uh, seven and eight play each other, and then nine and ten play each other in each different conference. Then if 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 you're going to give the Eastern Conference two extra teams uh, to like potentially make it to have like a play-in game, then say, well, we'll give you the two extra teams, but we got to do one through sixteen. Um, so that way you have let's say um, thirteen play sixteen and then 14 plays 15, and then, you know, you have the four extra teams tacked onto the end of that who play each other, and you know what I mean? So you basically have the same system, but you just – you have the 16 best teams instead of having having it done by conference. Like that – I could even I live with – I could even live with if you keep it exactly how it is now. I could even live with – you know how four plays five? Yeah, I could live with you telling us that from now on, seven plays eight. <laughs> so that way, if you're watching the Eastern Conference, you're like, all right, seven plays eight. So like, all right, we know what to expect there. Like maybe that'll be a, a really good matchup between the two possibly worst teams in the playoffs. Um, yeah, so we can try to have, live with then that. Then you'll have a shitty second round, you know, so you still get the same thing. You just get it later. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, but, do you, but I mean, what do you think about what I'm saying there? I, I, I don't. I don't have like I'm I'm a visual learner, so I'm trying to visualize it in my head. I don't know if I'm auditorializing it um, in the best way. I don't know if auditorialize is a word, but I just made it one. Um, <laughs> but like, 
but like so you know what I mean? So like you'd have the yeah. sixteen teams and then the four bottom teams, uh, and then the four next teams. So essentially you would have thirteen through twenty would participate in like playing games, um, which should conceivably give the Eastern Conference um like some more teams, but it would you know, it, maybe it would be a way to like you're saying, Juwan, to like say, all right, well, you know, if y'all want to fucking make it, you got to be better. We're giving you extra spots, but we're not giving you immediate fucking um, buys straight into the fucking playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I just I think the three of us all agree that this is a legit problem that the NBA has ignored for far too long, and it's the fact that seventh and eighth seed in the East sometimes six, um, is purely rewarding a team that we know, if you expanded it, would never make the playoffs. Um, right. So I think you need to find a way to just make seventh and eighth more competitive. Um, and if that's One game elimination. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, one game elimination. One game elimination for the first round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. You have to do something. You realize – you realize that the yeah. NBA champions would have been knocked out in the first round under that fucking proposal. <laughs> Damn straight. Well, that's what you get. That's, don't be caught slipping. Don't be that's caught slipping, son. There's a new NBA. Uh, well, <laughs> I would be good for the get. I would say at the very least, like how many of these series actually go more than five games? Like just go back to five games for the first round. I don't. I mean, they're not going to do it, but they should. You know, like I mean, there's just, it's just so it, it's just like so infrequent that a, a team actually, what you know, one of those lesser teams actually pushes a team beyond five games. Um, so you know, I don't know. I mean, um, I mean there's so many different ways that you could do it. I just don't think we're gonna get like all of what they're proposing now is just half measures, and I, I get it that they're throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks because, like we said, it's just. The, the impediments to do what actually needs to be done are just so great um, that they, they can't just do it. Like Adam Silver can't just be like, all right, well, we're doing it this way this year. Um, so, yeah, but I don't know. I, I guess I'm just like of the opinion that uh, I'm going to watch it no matter what, but if the goal is like to, to drum up, um, to get those TV ratings up or, you know, whatever, um, I think I, I honestly do think the best bet out of any of these is the midseason tournament because it's just different. You know, it's actually different, and it's—I mean, maybe not ultimately meaningful, like at least not right away. But um, like I don't know, having having a single elimination tournament is sort of interesting. And again, um, uh, I, or not again, because I mean I've said it before, um, but like they're talking about doing it like between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, no, don't do that. Do it like leading up to the all-star break. Cause like no one cares about the fucking all-star break anymore. Like it'd be really True. cool. I used to love like, it. Say, it was my favorite thing in the world. I know. Right. It was so fucking cool. And I don't know how much of that is just, we were kids and it was just cool to see all these players and now we're not. And so we want to see competitive basketball and you just don't get it. But like, how cool would it be to have, the the like the um the whatever they want to call it we'll say the silver cup 
championship. Um, like on at, on like in whatever city is hosting the All Star game, the like Thursday leading into the All Star game. That would be fucking dope. Like you, you know what I mean? Like you you could have this tournament like lead into it and have it be the thing that kicks off All Star weekend instead of whatever the fuck they're doing on Fridays now, where it's what the the um, celebrity game and did they do the skills challenge on Friday or is that on Saturday? I don't know. I don't even care because none of it's fucking fun to watch anymore. But like, I can tell you what I would fucking watch. Like the the champion the championship tournament, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, that Thursday night. Like that, and hey, maybe that gives me a little more interest. But like outside of the Rising Stars um, game, I don't have much interest in it anymore. And I barely have any interest in the Rising Stars game because it's still the same format. Like, it's still not competitive basketball. So um, I think that would be a better way to go about it, um, like, to, to, like, you know, actually get people interested. And then if you can get them watching that game leading into All-Star Weekend, maybe you get them to stick around for some of the events of All-Star Weekend. I think that's a better um, marketing strategy than having it in between you know um but you know especially just that early in the season like it's still really early in the season to have something like that um so anyway um all right let's move on uh i gotta make some decisions here um all right let's just talk about uh i'm gonna throw out uh four teams um and then y'all can pick one each and talk about who's been kind of most disappointing to you. Um, so I got I got four yeah. teams: uh, the, the Portland Trailblazers, the San Antonio Spurs, the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Chicago Bulls um, are kind of my list uh, right now of some of the most disappointing teams. Um, you know, based on um, a lot of like my own expectation, but somewhat mm-hmm. also just um, general expectations. Um, uh, out of those uh, four teams, Joel, which which stands out to you as as being kind of most disappointing? Of those, we said four teams, right? Mm, I'm gonna yeah. say, um, shit. Blazers, Spurs, Sixers, or Blazers. Um, the Bulls. Blazers. Blazers. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I was down on them the five, last two seasons. Uh, maybe the last season. I didn't even have them making the playoffs last year. And they surprised me. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to make that mistake this year. Uh, and, you know, they've disappointed me. They, they, I expected more out of them. So, you know, they have a good duo there in, in Dame and, and McCollum. And they have okay rotational players that thought Whiteside that played well for the most part. But it is Whiteside. And it just, it, I don't know if he brings the right chemistry to the team. <laughs> um, they did just bring in Melo. <laughs> out of desperation, uh, and he's played. He's been playing well. Um, uh, Rodney Hood's Rodney Hood. You're not gonna get much out of him, but you know they can be better. And they, they've disappointed me probably the most, um, especially for a guy they're wasting the talent of a Damian Lillard. And it's like, come on, come on. But you know what? It it may work out. You know, for the best if they decide to blow it up at the end of the year. But we'll see. Yeah, I think I think they're interesting. Obviously, Dame's been hurt. Um, I, I don't know if he came back in the last game. I don't think so, but he might have. Um, 
but he, you know, he's been hurt the last, you know, week or maybe two weeks. Um, so that's kind of limited them and Collins is out and we, we know Nurkic has been out. Um, but yeah, I mean, still they've been disappointing. I think the white side trade has almost kind of looked like, um, like kind of sneaky, one of the worst off season moves. Like he just, he's, he like, I have him on my fantasy team. He's fucking great in fantasy. Like he fucking just puts up numbers, but he doesn't help. He doesn't help basketball teams win games. That's why Miami was so fucking happy to get rid of him. Um, Weird, because like, he puts up the numbers that you think would work. It's just they, they don't. Right. <laughs> no, they don't. It's well, he, it's he, like, he He's, like, perfectly capable of playing defense, and it's like he just doesn't care to. Um, like, he just yeah. – I don't know. He just doesn't give the right amount of effort. Um, like, just in watching him play um, – uh, I I didn't get to watch a lot of uh, I've, I've let me put it this way I've never gotten to watch a lot of Mario Hazonia. Um, I know y'all did last year. That dude. Oh, we saw a lot of Mario Hazonia. Like, huh? <laughs> Mario Hazonia is fucking terrible. Like I, I thought it was funny yeah, because funny. like when, when they, you know when everybody was like talking shit when about them bringing in Melo, I was just like, dude, he can't be worse than Mario Hazonia. That dude takes fucking like mid-range jumpers, like you know, a foot in front of the three-point line, like four times a game. Like that dude sucks. He's so bad. Um, and yeah, you know, I, God, he's he and, and he think he's like he's like he's so bad too because he thinks he's good. Like Mario yeah, Zodiac he thinks he's really Super good. Mario. Um, and he's not. He's fucking terrible. Like God, I would hate to have that guy on my team. Um. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I mean, so they've been bad. It'll be interesting. They've been really good at drafting, though. So if they do miss the playoffs this year and get, like, you know, a, a top ten pick or something, um, that could be actually, like, kind of beneficial to them, kind of in the same vein of what we talked about with the Warriors. Um, like, just getting another guy that they can put in there. But they also they – they need to figure out something with C.J., um, and Simons, because right now you have two guards, one who's young, one who's older, um, who each can each can complement Damian Lillard, but you can't play all three of those guys together. They're they're all like six foot three or less. You can't play those three guys on the court at the same time unless you're the Dallas Mavericks. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's not ideal. So like one way or the other, you either. I think you either need to trade CJ, you know, I've thrown out the Tobias Harris um, proposition. I, I don't think, I, you know, I don't know what the Sixers would think about that trade. I think it would be good for the Sixers. Um, but I definitely think that would be beneficial to the Blazers. Um, but, you know, you could also think about moving, um, moving Simons for a younger player. I, like the person who kind of comes to mind for me is Kuzma. Like, if you could flip Simons for Kuzma, who I think those guys are of equal value, equal talent. Um, uh, but, you know, maybe the Lakers would look at their situation and they're like, well, you know, I mean, who's our who's our best two guards? Avery Bradley and, and um, Danny Green? Like, probably be better off if we had Simons. And actually, it's probably um, the, the white dude, the bald dude. What's his name? Caruso? 
Alex Caruso? He's Alexander the Great. That's his name, man. Relax. <laughs> Uh, oh, I, I, I love him because he embraces the ball. He's like, fuck it. He's like, LeBron, look at this. Like, learn from me, man. Um, but, uh, but no, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's a possibility. But they need to figure that situation out um, at least by next offseason. They don't have to do it this year, but they have to figure it out that's by the offseason. Okay, Damian Lillard to the Knicks, and all things will be better in the future. Yeah. <laughs> um, I heard somebody uh, at, suggest that uh, the the um, the Sixers should trade Ben Simmons for uh, Damian Lillard, and I was like, "What? Why the fuck would the Blazers do that? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you're not like that's that's just that's insanity. They they are not trading Damian Lillard. They're just not going to do it, dude. Um, but it, much less for Ben Simmons. Like, it's, it's ridiculous." Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I feel you, Jawan. Uh, which of those four teams? Uh, Blazers, Spurs, Sixers, Bulls. Uh, Sixers, mainly because the biggest issue everyone's had was Ben Simmons, and that, that's why if we want to talk um, difference in players, I give Giannis more credit than I did before, is because he's at least trying. I think with Ben Simmons, you look at him and you go, all right. Like, if it wasn't for the fact that you're obviously the the second guy for your team, it wouldn't matter that you're just a really good defensive player and an assist guy. Um, but the fact that they need you to score, you just don't, um, it is a problem. Um, hey, I mean, you hey, shot the on. one. Yeah. Watch yourself. Best three-point percentage in the league, son. 100%. 100%. I mean, it, I mean look, when it's, it's, very easy, it's very easy to do when you're averaging one per season. It's very it's not like point one per season. It's very easy to keep those numbers up. Um, but, no, I, I, I mean, my biggest issue with him is I don't know why he can't be more aggressive. Uh, like, I, I'm not even talking about shooting. I'm just talking about just be aggressive around the rim. Um, it just doesn't seem like he's able to do that either. I don't want to say he doesn't want to. It's just it, maybe that's something he's just not comfortable with. Um, I mean, we saw for the longest LeBron just wasn't comfortable shooting. Um, he would drive it if he could. Um, so, I mean, maybe that maybe that's his, his problem. I don't know. But that team is a big disappointment. And I would like to say mm-hmm. I feel as though it's largely – because Ben Simmons just won't score the ball. You have to score the ball. Um, so if he can kind of turn it around and Embiid can just continue to be who Embiid is, which is a monster, um, they'll be fine. I mean, it's, the East. <laughs> it's the East. So, I mean, if anyone can turn it around, it would be the Sixers. So I don't think all is lost. I just think they need to get a few things straightened out. Or maybe we got to come to the realization maybe it won't work. Come on. Ben Simmons and Embiid going forward. Yeah, I I agree with you. And I the Sixers are the most disappointing for me, too. Um, honorable mention to the Spurs. But I I agree with you um, on Ben Simmons. Uh, I think also Embiid deserves a lot of the blame because Embiid, Embiid's not even averaging a block a game this year. Like, that's insane that he's not averaging at least a block a game. Um, he's just not been effective defensively at all this year. Like, the, the Sixers have not been a good defensive team. No. Um, and that's because Joel Embiid has been 
utterly ineffective as a fucking rim protector uh, this season. Um, this has been I, – I, I don't even – I can't even qualify it. Like, I mean, we went into the season. I think uh, Luke even had him as the, his defensive player of the year. Um, he My Luke also had fucking Garland as his you know, rookie of the year. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he's been bad. So, yeah, uh, he's, he's, you know, that, on the defensive 100%. end this year. And, and you know, like, that's that's one of the things – That's one of that was one of his goals this offseason was to win defensive player of the year, um, to be in the MVP race, all that stuff. Like, he's been disappointing. Um, and so I agree with you. I think I'm at the point now where I'm really starting to think, okay – in the off season. Um, obviously they can't do anything this season, uh, or at least I don't think they should do anything this season. Um, but they can't trade Ben Simmons this season because they just signed the extension. It's just really hard to find. They'd have to find another player who just signed a similar extension. Um, and that would just be really difficult. Um, who also fit the team. Basically you'd be like, you could trade him for like Jamal Murray, but that, that that's not an ideal fit. Um, no, anyway, <laughs> uh, so, right. I mean, he gives you the shooting, but he doesn't give you any of the like distributing. Um, so I, you know, I, I think, but come off season, if they, if they do disappoint, um, in the playoffs this season, season, I think all things should be on the table. I think trading Simmons should be on the table. I think trading in should be on the table. They just signed Al Horford who plays better at the five. Um, I, I don't think they would trade Embiid. But I think if they're smart, they would explore it because, like, maybe the solution isn't trading Ben Simmons, which is what everybody suggests. Maybe the solution is trading Embiid for a wing player and then moving Horford to the five where he's more effective, moving Tobias to the four where he's more effective. Um, and Richardson's so versatile, he can play the two or the three. Um, so maybe that's the answer. I mean, I don't – I'm not saying it is. I'm just – suggesting that maybe it is um and then obviously brett brown like if if they i i don't necessarily i wouldn't necessarily say that um like if they don't make the um like if they don't make the finals or whatever that he you know then he's got to go type of thing um but i mean if they just don't if if i'm not saying he has to go he's got to go (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, you know what I mean, though. Like, I mean, he's. I do. I, I think a lot yeah. of shit has been thrown at Brett Brown. I mean, he basically had three different teams that he had to coach last year. Um, he's got an entirely kind of new dynamic of of a squad this year. So I do think he, he you have to give him some time. Um, and I do think for the most part he's a pretty good coach. I mean, some of his decisions are are a little head scratching, but I feel kind of feel that way with any coach. Um, so. You know, but I do think sometimes, uh, sometimes just a fresh, uh, a, a fresh face and a new look um, can be the kind of thing uh, that a team needs. I mean, just look at what happened with um, Steve Kerr taking over for Mark Jackson. I don't think any of us would argue yeah. that Mark Jackson is a bad basketball coach. It's just like at at that point in time, he wasn't what they needed. They needed basically needed a guy like Steve Kerr. Um, maybe the Sixers are kind of in that same kind of situation where they just need a different guy. Um, same thing with like Dwayne Casey and Nick Nurse. 
I mean, I think oh, we yeah. all would say Dwayne Casey's a good basketball coach, but they needed Very a different good. look. So maybe that's the case with the Sixers. It doesn't the have playoff, to be like good. To, to be fair, Nick, also with Dwayne Casey, we kept saying, if you think uh, Kyle Lowry is an all-star and you think DeMar DeRozan is an all-star, they're too talented to keep getting destroyed the way that they were in the playoffs against LeBron. Like, to me, a little bit of that has to fall on coaching. You just can't just sure. fall flat, flat as they did. So if you're the Sixers, you got to look at this roster and go, almost everyone media-wise picked the Sixers to be in the final. That's for a reason. That's because you got two of the best players you could have. Yeah. And if you're, if you're underperforming, that's a coaching thing. Like, you, you got to get these guys to play up to their talent. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't think it's Brett Brown's fault necessarily. I just think Joel Embiid tends right. to be lazy. And Ben Simmons, for some reason, um, just refuses to be aggressive offensively. Um, I think that that's an ego thing. I, I, I think it takes a special coach to get players out of that. Um, but I don't think it's Brett Brown's fault. But 100%, from a business standpoint, you're here to make these uh, great players into NBA champions. And if you can't, I got to find someone who can. Um, and right. maybe that's exactly. not anything personal, but it's just a business move. I, I got I to move right. on. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. I totally agree with you. It's, again, to reiterate, it's not necessarily that Brett Brown is a bad coach. It's just that if he can't be effective um, in getting the best out of this particular squad, um, especially with that they're so kind of boxed in now with their roster, um, not entirely, but um, but they're not making any grand sweeping changes, um, at least not this season, I don't think, um, then, yeah. I mean that that may be the, ultimately the fall guy, um, so we'll have to you know we'll have to see how it plays out. But um, also, also uh, as a side note, um, Embiid, why don't you stop talking shit to every fucking other player in the league and play some fucking defense? Like it's all fun that you want to talk shit to Carl Anthony Towns and really compete in that one game. Um, I don't see you talking shit to fucking Marcus All because he fucking whoops your ass every time you play him. Um, so. <laughs> You know, maybe maybe focus a little bit more on the guys who you don't tend to play well against instead of chastising the ones that you do. Also, if if you're if you're if you're Philly, that whole trust the process um, is what led to you having Embiid and Simmons, um, which your fan base thought was worth it because they you know they look promising. So I think it's a really hard sell if you sell your fan base one of them's got to go, like. <laughs> That's going to be really hard sure. to sell. So you better hope yeah. you can turn it around. Because, uh, again, it's super early. It's super early. Everything we've talked about tonight could drastically change in a month. Um, right. But to me, this team has got to get it into gear. Or we're talking about um, Boston or uh, the, um, the Milwaukee in, in the finals for the East. And that's a huge right. disappointment if you're, if you're the Sixers. Um, that you're especially not if it's Boston. Like, especially I mean, if it's Boston. Like, could you imagine mm-hmm. e- even like, like even this? Like, could you imagine like, r- like right now? Like, I don't know. Let's just let's let's project a little forward and say like that the Heat aren't you know quite as good as their record, or um, and maybe Toronto slides a little bit. And, and let's say Boston is the two seed and Philly's the three seed. If Boston beats Philly. 
and keeps them from even getting to the Eastern Conference fi- Finals, like that ain't gonna go over well. <laughs> um, no. That's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna basically be like fucking just open season for whomever trading trades firings whatever because uh, that's that's God I'm just I'm 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 I would fucking hate that so much I fucking uh and Luke would just be giving me so much shit oh I hope that doesn't oh, I mean <laughs> <laughs> Boston's looked really good this year and Boston still has plenty of um. I think Danny Ainge still has pr- plenty of tricks up his sleeve to improve that roster. Um, Cause I think there's a lot of guys out there that aren't um, superstars, but that, uh, you know, particularly centers I've thrown out Thomas Bryant. I know Luke's really keen on going after miles Turner. Um, there's guys that, you know, that they can cobble together salary and not give up any one of their like core players um, to improve the, the their team. Um, they still have that Memphis pick. They have the Bucks pick next season. So, yeah, I mean, they may not even be to, you know, the best of their talent uh, uh, yet. So, yeah, Philly needs to figure it out. Um, but, hey, I think uh, I think I, I always believed in the process, always liked it. Uh, big fan of Sam Hinkie. They should have never fired him because, um, like, when did the process start going wrong? Once they fired Sam Hinkie, so you know, there you go. That's that would be the lesson <laughs> that I would take away from it. Don't fire the guy who's a fucking genius and wins every fucking trade ever that he's ever you know been involved in. Um, not usually, not usually a smart decision, um, especially when you replace him with some dude who like subtweets from a burner account talking shit about his own players. Um, just you know, but. Um, Nevertheless, uh, we got about six minutes left, so we're going to have to cut out a couple stories. Um, but I did want to talk about uh, um, wow. particularly the, kind of this Marcus Smart thing, um, which was kind of a, a late addition. So Marcus Smart said that a Denver fan told him um, uh, at, at the Celtics game versus the Nuggets, um, he, he basically got entangled with a chair on the sidelines going for like a loose ball, and the fan yelled at him, that's right. Stay on the ground. Get on your knees. Um, Marcus Smart pointed this out to um, like security there, and they didn't do anything. Um, this is a really fucking bad look for the Nuggets, for the NBA in general. Like, you know, famously last season, Russell Westbrook kind of like got into a little bit of hot water, not too much, but um, but like. You know, had the whole incident where he was yelling at um, uh, two Utah fans, a man and his wife, um, for basically saying the same thing. And so, like, you know, basically, um, Marcus Smart did what you're supposed to do, didn't engage with the fan, went and told the proper authorities, and then they didn't do anything about it. That's fucked up, man. NBA needs to fucking fix that. Uh, and. I'm really surprised that I haven't seen anything about this other than um, a couple articles just detailing what happened. Uh, maybe this should be on your priority instead of trying to figure out how you're going to fucking fix the playoffs. Like when your player does everything, when one of the, your your employees, a player, does everything that you want them to do um, in a situation like this, and it, it gets handled this poorly, that's a big problem. What do you think, Joel? 
Yeah, I mean, same issue as last year. Um, one of those things where it was out of value. Don't take care of you at, at this point. Um, that's disrespectful, and those guys or those people should be banned. It's the same as last year. Uh, there's not much else to say there. Uh, I, I don't get why why bother having a process if you're not going to follow through. You know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just like I guess one of the reasons. Not just because it's like a fan again saying something stupid, but it's like, you know, um, and again, I don't, I don't remember Westbrook getting too much shit, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't take, it became a big story though, because Westbrook got really angry and started yelling at a fan. That became the story, um, and kind of the background of that was the why he was angry and yelling at a fan. It shouldn't take a player getting so mad and yelling at a fan. Um, to uh, to make these situations uh, something that the NBA really puts a focus and cares about, um, and it just kind of signifies that once again, um, you know, uh, it, it seems like if Marcus Smart had done what Russell Westbrook did, the story might be getting more press, even though that's not what's technically the right thing to do. So uh, that's why it kind of frustrates me. Um, but Jawan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I'm completely with you. And uh, to me, it's like you have to you have to set a standard. Uh, a lot of fans feel as though because they spend two to three, four hundred dollars, they can come on the court, they can say what they want. Um, and to me, it's like, sure, can you tell Kawhi every night that he sucks and his shoes uh, are garbage? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it's when you start to get racial. That it's like, all right, dude, come on, man. Like, it, it's a basketball game. Why, why are you taking it this seriously? Like, you just, you should know there's certain things you just shouldn't say to a human being. Forget a race. Just don't say it to a human being. Like, why are you telling someone to right. get on there? Like, come on. Um, so to me, I just feel like th- there's no, you know, there's no, there's no room for it. So just tell them that they're banned. Simple as that. It'll make people think twice about uh, their so-called freedom of speech uh, when when they're at games. Um, and if you don't do that, I think what you're going to start having is people are going to go, I get why Ron Artest decided to punch a fan in the face. Like, I, I get it now. <laughs> right. um, and what you don't want is that. Like, Westbrook is, is telling them every time, you know, don't touch me. And I, I don't blame him. Don't touch him. Like, <laughs> yeah. You don't just walk down the street and just put your hands on just anybody. So don't think you can come here and do that. Um, right. So, I mean, you're going to have an incident if you don't lock this down now, and I think the best way to do it is just telling, telling fans like, Hey, one and done, because we can't have it to where you catch a player on the wrong night and he explodes. So to me, it's like, you got to set the precedent now and set it large. So fans know there's no room for a second chance. Right. And again, like, I don't even necessarily think you have to go with the band for life type thing, but the very least fucking kick that dude out that night. They didn't even do that. Like that's, that's just crazy. Um, but like, yeah, I would think like ban him for the rest of the season and be like, you do it again. You ban for life, you know, kind of deal. Like I'd even be cool with that. But like the reason why I say ban for life is because let's say like you just get really excited. Come on the court. Like, all right, cool. I'm not going to ban you for that. But if you're saying racist things, that's not necessarily something that changes in, in a year span. You could come back next year True. and say the same thing. So I'm like, that's just right. something you should know as common sense. Don't say it. 
Yeah. No, no, I feel you there. I feel you for sure. Um, All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of NBA Geekly. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, We got a full bunch of shit coming up this week, uh, but we also got Thanksgiving, so be sure to enjoy your time with your family, and we will catch you next week. Uh, Until then, peace. Peace.